And we're live. Would you like to introduce us, Michael? Yay. Fine. It's Michael and the Bear. It is Tuesday, June something, 20, 2018. The world is falling apart. We have internment camps in the south. And uh, what? Uh, Bithum got, got uh, hacked today. $300 million lost. They say they're going to replace. Uh, that's about it. $289 billion market cap. Not so good. Not so good. $800 billion before the downturn. It's a lot of money not in the market cap anymore. So, And everybody in the world of crypto seems to be pretty pissed off about something. Yeah, yeah. Because increasing and projects are not really panning out the way people expected. Um, I'm trying particular. to think of like... going to talk about? Yeah, let's, let's do it. Let's talk about EOS. So... Actually... Go ahead. Go ahead, Michael. Well, it's funny because we were going to talk about EOS just because we had a conversation last night or an email exchange last night and you're like i don't know to talk about this and there's all this stuff and blah blah and i'm like why don't we just talk about that like you're a bag holder i'm not mm -hmm. and as a bag holder you seem just to not know anything about what's going on with it and you're a pretty intelligent guy and that i think like i think a lot of eos people feel that way because literally doug polk just released a video today called eos mainnet disaster i posted um, something on Facebook about how everyone seems to be going after, like they're all gunning for EOS right now. So I think now's a great time just to talk about what we do know, what we don't know, the confusion, how scared people are, how, why people hate EOS so much. Like, I think now's a good time. Yeah. So, uh, so I took part in the EOS uh, ICO mainly because because of Dan Larimer because I thought that the 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 issues that he brought up the questions that he asked of both Vitalik and and Satoshi I thought were were valid were valid concerns uh, um, specific I just mean like whenever his voice came up it seemed like you know for instance he was he was asking Vitalik about um about issues um years ago and so i thought okay well this guy he, he, cto of bitshares steam uh he's every presentation i've seen him give even if it's just on a whiteboard or whatever he's all about you know distributed technology he's all about decentralization so um and during the ico uh, I feel like EOS is one of the few projects that really had every update and rollout like on time. Now, yeah. I don't, I'm not exactly sure what the updates did, uh, if they were just like updates to the website or something like that, because for a while, that's all we had. Um, they had a pretty elaborate system of of distributing the, the, um, the auction. But now this summer, we've, we get this big consensus uh, uh, mainnet launch, which is 
you know, it's basically what it really looks like to me is uh, what it really look what it really looks like to me is man, my computer's making noise. What it really looks like to me is <clears throat> is this. It, it's it's like as if Dan Larimer wrote the code, block one produced this 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 blockchain off to everyone and said, okay, I've done the hard work. Now you guys do the rest. Or or I, I've written I've written the code for this for this network. Now it's up to you guys to decide, you know, what it actually is. So everybody creates their own version of EOS, and then they're all supposed to get along in a, in a Skype conference call and decide whose version of EOS is is correct. Now that's this is just from my perspective. This is what I'm seeing play out this summer, and to watch i mean or maybe it's amusing to watch i'm amused by it because um like 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 i um well like I, I i've said from the beginning i don't really like i'm not invested in eos more than i than i'm afraid to lose um like if it goes to zero big deal um <clears throat> i don't really own very many eos tokens or mainnet tokens or whatever they're called now eos coins Article that Michael sent me today was uh, talking about this issue of, of um, how I guess Block One has built into their network, into their code that that if you hold on to EOS tokens for a, for more than three years or something like that, that they'll be redistributed to users who are actually transacting them. Right, that's what which the article said. Crazy! Um, they take your tokens which, and they which, give them to people. <laughs> I mean, and, that's... and the justification was, the justification was, well, we need people to vote because this is a consensus algorithm. We need people to actually vote on block producers. We need to vote them to vote on how this new internet is going to work. And it's like, oh man, oh god, to do that. Like, um, there's. <laughs> There's all of this criticism about, like, for some re reason, people are so emotional about EOS. Like, really get it. Like, uh, people were were emotional about Tron like four months ago, five, five months ago, and now the now the main, the mainnet has launched. Like, people don't really care about it. Like, I think it pumped today, and people were like, "Ah, Tron pumped, big deal," you know? Yeah, because like, he people bought, don't hate he Tron anymore. He bought uTorrent. Torrent, right? Yeah, you torrent um, and BitTorrent. Like he's like he's buying all this stuff, and it's just like okay. So that's what you're doing with all the Tron ICO tokens, all the all the Tron ICO money, is you're buying other companies. You're not well, BitTorrent. <laughs> I I I think that BitTorrent was actually a pretty smart move because you know BitTorrent isn't really. Uh, I mean there. Are, I guess they're a company. I don't really know what they are. They're they're definitely like, you know, they're they live off of donations to to their to their platform or whatever. But BitTorrent is just a protocol for on the internet. So I think it's pretty smart for 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 Tron to do that. But getting back to EOS, it's kind of like, you know, I, I look on Twitter and I see see people like I see people like really you know fired up, you know. People like you know Charles Hoskinson, 
you know, just like basically just saying nasty things about EOS and its launch and how terrible it is and how Dan Larimer just kind of like dropped the thing in 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 everyone's lap. It, and I know that he's he's a polarizing figure. Um, Hoskinson is, but then you then there are other people who are like every time they come across some 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 bad EOS news, it's like they've got to tweet about it. They've got to share it on YouTube. When and in a way, I'm kind of like, well, if it doesn't work, then why don't we just forget about it? You know, why don't we just let it go drop to zero? And that's the other thing. The price really hasn't gone down, has it? I don't think EOS has plummeted yet. That's so. I think it's uh, actually still pretty high. This is why a lot, a few of us in a Facebook group, I mean, think that we're at or near the very bottom because the people who are stupid and irrational and buy and sell based off of like legitimately unimportant news, like Tron buying you, you, like you, you bit or you uh, torn or whatever, or this EOS bullshit. Like, either you're in EOS or you're not. Like, if you're in EOS and you care about EOS and you have some tokens, they're gonna, it's people like you, you're like, just let it unfold. Who cares? Yeah. But, the vast majority of people who were hodlers a month ago, two months ago, they've they've most of those most of those idiots have been shaken out. They're gone. That's why we're down to 289 billion market cap because all those morons are gone. And so I think people think that this will screw with the price and they can make some quick gains or they can short it or whatever. But people are starting to realize, oh, no amount of uh, bad news is affecting the price. It may affect it like 1%, but not enough where you could actually make any gains off of shorting it or, you know, or, or trying to, trying to sell the pump. Like, yeah, that's a good theory actually. Yeah. So, um, it makes there's me think also that like two, this is it. Like, this is like, it's not going to change too much from here. I think we may still go to like 5,000 for Bitcoin, but like, I don't know. I don't. I don't think there's a lot of. I don't think there's anybody else who's going to sell left outside of yeah, institutions. That's, that's, yeah. If you all coin charts, you really do see them at the same bottoms they were at, like before the the March April, you know, quote unquote alt season that we had. Um, like they are pretty low. They're as low as they've been all year, or since since February at least. Yeah. Um, but but yeah, uh, that that's very, um, and and the other news that affects the price of EOS is that a week or two ago it was uh, they they added the EOS futures to the the margin trading platforms, so like yeah. bit bitmaps and stuff, and so that makes me think that the only people left of currency are are margin traders, which would make yeah. sense because that's the way that's the way we've seen Bitcoin move up and down we've seen those bart simpson patterns like crazy yeah. where it's just you know or it's just like one little move squeezes out a bunch of shorts or squeezes out a bunch of longs and yeah. we even get you know pe people on twitter even posting screenshots of the charts of the bitcoin longs and shorts on bitfinex as when people didn't care about those at all last year it's like now yeah. those actually do affect the price so yeah, I mean, I think I think what um, what we're talking about now is that people are 
uh, and it drives me crazy, but human beings love drama. And, uh, but when, and, when, and when the price was really volatile, that was the drama. And I'm noticing now that the price isn't volatile, they're creating drama in other places. So like I'm watching, um, if you're familiar with Icon, they have their Reddit page, which is Hello Icon, and that's the main one. It, it's not Icon. Apparently something happened there. And so the devs and the community went over to Hello Icon. This is like a month ago, two months ago, something like that. Uh, and talk then, about drama. This, this and is then, very funny action. And then someone reopened the Icon subreddit in the last couple of days. And people are fucking literally shitting their own pants. They're so angry. Like They're angry about a Reddit uh, yeah, forum? Yeah, people from the Hello okay. Icon are like going on the, the other Icon subreddit and like, I mean, just assault, verbally assaulting these people, the two moderators. And, and anybody who does, who just like, oh, who cares? Like they just, they're attacking. They're like, there's, it's just like it's it's amazing at how much drama people are creating for no fucking reason right now. Like we're in a bear market, so yeah, they're, you I, know they're like you're gonna confuse all the new investors. Newsflash, fucking idiots! There are no new investors. Literally, it's you and the fucking twenty other people who follow the subreddit. They're the only ones fucking invested in that thing outside of institutional investors, and they don't give a fuck. They're not looking at subreddits. They're not following Reddit. They're not following yeah. Twitter. They're not making any kind of investment advice based on the fucking Reddit. So, like, but these yeah. people are so yeah. fucking full of themselves where they think that somehow some alt Reddit is going to make any difference in the value or price of Icon. Like, that's what now we're now we're now the people who make cryptocurrency bad. Who, who give cryptocurrency a really bad name because these people are bad people in general. They're just, they're not people you want to be around. They're uncomfortable people. They're uncomfortable with themselves. They don't have any self-worth. They're just like, so they create, they try to create self-worth on, uh, on a subreddit or here or there. And it's just like, you guys meditate on queens on reddit that, that's who you're talking about they're the crypto learn, drama queens yeah go for a walk learn to experience well, nature learn how to be with your stuff something something because you will not yeah, have so, any self-worth on sub on subreddits i'm sorry so how would you describe describe these 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 people who are they in the crypto community i think these are the people who got in and became absolute um Oh, what's the word? Acolytes. They're they're they're, they're okay, crypto so, acolytes. So, 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 okay, so they're um they're they're basically they're basically fanboys. Other otherwise, yeah. otherwise they're so an, so an acolyte okay, so, is somebody who's been brainwashed into believing some kind of cult or religion or something like that, and they are so right. fervent yeah, they so can't see anything else. So that's pretty much what so they're cri crypto. Crypto cultists, and yeah. and then we have another type of cretin that, that shows up all over the place, and that is like the day traders that are left. And I get I hear a lot of chatter uh, from day traders just because I happen to follow a, a couple of them. I follow like Whale Panda and yeah. and um, yeah. and uh, and and they they will they will uh, they will reply and retweet each other. Um, 
and owning it because it gives me an idea of what people are still at least talking about in in and when it's not on reddit or when it's not in forums that actually care about what these cryptocurrencies mean because the day traders they really don't they 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 could care less what these what these projects are trying want to money. do for the most part yeah um yeah uh, and uh and i know that they are mad they are at each other's throats right now it's like i feel like sometimes i look at twitter and it's like oh my god wow they're like nine years um to, you know just bickering about about uh about their uh, their favorite cryptos that they don't eat what what they do yeah <laughs> but, um, and, and yeah it, it's, it's so just okay it's so here's another thing that i've noticed is that um i feel like a lot of people that hate eos are they 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 hate it with such a passion that they want people who they they either want to prove fans that the eos fans don't know what they're talking about or they actually desperately want to know what eos was designed to be or what it's what it's what its use is yeah um, because i i see that around too i see that on the internet where people are like will somebody please tell me what the purpose of eos is that's what cedric doll is all about me, figure it out cedric doll is yeah, all I know. about that <laughs> and, and, and you know what from from watching Cedric for for like you know I watched him for I watched his show I really enjoyed his show for a good part of 2017, and uh, and and I remember what the first time he even brings up I you know one of the things I like about Cedric's show is that he doesn't really talk about cryptocurrencies he won't won't say them by name except for Bitcoin and Ethereum yeah. he's very careful not to give any shout outs and when he does they're usually not good like when he talks about Ripple or but he had he had one episode last year where he talked about quote unquote ethereum killers and how you should yeah. watch out whenever somebody says that they're an ethereum killer and he was mostly making a point about network effects that was a really good point it's really hard to catch up to the network effects of ethereum but he just he's recently gone off the gone off the rails and like in every single twitter post i see it's someone fucking tell me what eos is for um and uh and retweets anything negative he can find about it and at first i was like man is is does he does do people feel threatened by eos do do ethereum holders feel threatened um because for a while it seemed like wow eos is collecting a lot of ethereum their their market cap is growing people are starting you know traders are starting to get get into eos we're starting to see it peak we're starting to see um we're starting to see eos as having as as being a a contender at least of of us at least you know from our perspective it looked like that just the fact that eos was able to um to get so much ethereum into their hands from the ico it looked like and 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 ethereum has had has has had quite a year of going up and down in price so i think well, ethereum well, has bottomed out twice since let's correct that eos yeah. isn't a contender no no, not at this point. No. EOS but, is a contender for market cap. <laughs> EOS isn't doing anything. So it's not actually yeah, a contender yeah, well, in space right now. The reason I said contender is because for a while it looked like when when Ethereum was when people were starting to get really down on Ethereum uh, March, like Fe February, March, when it started to really kind of hit bottom before yeah. it rebounded 
um, it looked like e EOS was in a position where it could dump the rest of its Ethereum and buy more EOS and really put Ethereum out of its misery price. That's what kind of looked like what was going to happen. And of course, no, that, that didn't happen at all. No. Ethereum came back with a vengeance. There were more ICOs than ever. Um, and then, of course, all of the all of the Ethereum ERC-20 tokens got listed on Binance. And then the EOS launch came out and stalled and crashed and got everyone upset. And that's where we are now. Yeah. So yeah. I think I think it is. Uh, I mean, at the same time, the EOS mainnet launch has not affected the price of EOS. Not the, not the same way that like, you know, the Tron mainnet kind of crashed the price for Tron um, or any mainnet yeah. launch for that matter. All the mainnet tanked the price of, of everything. So, yeah, so EOS how is... is EOS hanging in there? It, it must be the fact that people actually do care about it still. And we just happen to hear a lot from the people who have negative ones. Or, so. or the vast majority of EOS tokens are held by a small amount of people, and they're not going to sell. That's probably more likely, actually. Yeah. So I think when you, when you hear the Ethereum stats, it's, it's a really decentralized um, platform and currency. And then you look at the EOS stats and it's not at all. It's very, very centralized. It's the majority of the tokens are held by a small few amount of people. Um, the whole thing is just... Which is a shame because, <clears throat> because Dan Larimer was such a proponent of you know, decentralization that it, that was his like main purpose for for building EOS was to build something even more decentralized and even faster and even cheaper, even more efficient than than Ethereum. Yeah, but uh, you know, it turns out that maybe Dish, you know, just resented Vitalik for some other reason because it did seem like there was that little bit of rivalry. Oh and yeah, I definitely. think that Vitalik Vitalik people because he can be so so pompous and so <laughs> so so arrogant just so you know standing there with a you know giant unicorn shirt on saying you know you're an idiot you don't know what you're talking about like i mean that's enough to piss off anybody who thinks they know what they're talking about so yeah. well i mean look yeah well, we'll vitalik, vitalik i still could, vitalik could use an ass kicking just in general. No, yeah, like seriously, like guys who are that arrogant, you know, when they get punched in the face once or twice, all of a sudden they're like, maybe I should not call that guy an asshole to his face, you know? Maybe I should think, are my words going to piss somebody off, you know? It's like, you don't want to like stop pissing people off, but you also don't want to be like, you don't want to personally affront somebody. And I think that he crosses that that's line because he's gotten to that point now where he can he can get away with it, and he's usually in a room full of other nerds, yeah. and they're not going to like get up and walk up and kick his ass. Something that we'll be watching for on this show is the, the yeah. humbling, humbling of Vitalik. <laughs> when, it, when it happens, we'll throw a little kicking. party. <laughs> I do want to talk about kicking. when is it about, coming? 
reminding people to do your own research. So I've noticed a lot. Look, in, and we try not to get too political outside of um, crypto land, but it happens. There's a lot of the stuff going on with the ch with the child internment camps right now in the South and uh, Texas, and and uh, say that I'm again. You're breaking up. I just want to make sure you get. Yeah, like I'm noticing that a lot of people are using circular reasoning. Um, they're not reading news stories, they're reading opinion stories. And then when they try to defend their opinion to other people, they post the opinion piece they read, which isn't journalism. And it, and it kind of goes back to the whole thing of like reading the Bible and then trying to use the Bible as proof that the Bible is real. Like you can't do that. Like it's, that's what circular logic well, is. Well, I people think... Are, People are doing this with a lot of conservative talking points right now. And I want to remind people that this happens in crypto as well. Like, and a lot of people don't, a lot of people are just regurgitating information that they hear. They're not, they're not thinking for themselves. They're not breaking down information. They're not asking important, tough questions. And that, that's what me and JJ try to do is we try to ask these really tough questions and then have a little bit of a discussion about it because you know, we want people to think for themselves. We want people to um, become smarter, and you do that by thinking and talking and and debating. Yeah. And so, like Dave Levine, I like the guy sometimes. Lately, he's been kind of moronic. Um, he had this whole thing about you know, getting rid of the, the Federal Reserve. And I'm like, okay, great. Well, you know, we're going to come up against this, this, and this. So what do you propose once we get rid of the Federal Reserve? He's like, take off your tin hat and your blah, 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 and, and stop wasting your time thinking about stuff that's never going to happen. I'm like, um, A, we're in a housing bubble. B, the vast majority of wealth in this country is tied up in housing. C, the vast majority of people who own that housing are retired people. So if we tank, if we get rid of the Federal Reserve, which has been propping up housing costs, and we tank the price of homes, and we tank the value of the homes, the baby boomer generation is going to be left with no money, meaning they're going to retire with no money. So we're going to have the largest group of people in this country unable to work because they're too old without any money and that's going to completely uh, destroy our economy for a good 20 or 30 years and and Japan is a perfect example just look at Japan what's going on in Japan right now they have this aging population not enough people to work the aging population can't really work and they're they've been in a recession for like 20 years and they cannot get out of it so like you just have to look at history and you have to do your own research and you have to ask people when they say these things you have to get in their face and say well what about the reality of what's going to happen when we get what happens when you get rid of obamacare okay great you want to get rid of obamacare great you don't like it great tell me what you're going to do instead if you don't have an option you're just going to hurt people and so we, we, you know you got to get in people's faces and you got to ask these tough questions you know because the very next video Dave Levine does, he talks about foam rolling and how Tom Brady invented foam rolling. 
And I'm like, Dave, Tom Brady didn't invent foam rolling. It's been around for since the 80s. Just because you read a book about Tom Brady foam rolling doesn't mean he invented it. But people are going to watch this video and think, oh, Dave Levine's a really smart guy, and he is a pretty smart guy. But you gotta, you got to get in people's face every single time or check their facts every single time. You can't give people a pass. You can't give JJ a pass. Okay, you can't so give me a pass. You got to keep working. And so, like, we're at that point now where I'm going to stop because JJ wants to talk. <laughs> well, I just wanted to, I wanted to uh, make make your points clear too. Um, like, <clears throat> yeah, you got to do your own research, obviously. But and and like Mike says, the, probably the most important thing that you that you can do in this world, both in cryptocurrency and in in a world where we have the media that we have, is you have to be skeptical. And that's that's my thing. It's like I I live every single day being skeptical um because i always just assume this day this in the internet the world the the age of the internet there's always going to be people trying to like tell you lies sell you things that you don't need or try to rip you off um yeah. and comes to i i think that i i really don't know what the solution is to to people find like to people not understanding what journalism is um let me see if i can say that in a in a clear or <laughs> intelligible way less patronizing okay so <laughs> so yeah okay so um so it's very easy for us to get our news from medium because blogs these days can sound very convincing and sometimes it sounds even more news like than actual journalism and yeah. come on like the news that we hear on tv is total crap i mean it's really really bad and when people know that it's like where are they going to turn to for actual facts I, a lot of people unfortunately turn to opinions which are not facts and yeah. they think, okay, well, this person has been right in the past. This person has made sense in the past. In fact, this is the person who said that this was going to happen, and it turned out that it happened. So, like, we should all listen to that person. Yeah. And uh, and a lot of that happens in crypto, because we really don't know anything. When so when somebody says, oh yeah, this is going to go up and going to get listed on Binance or something like that, that person has no clue. I mean, yeah. there's no way to know that. There's only one person who probably actually knows that. Nobody knew what was going to get added to, to to Coinbase. I mean, yeah, in 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 hindsight, uh, Ethereum Classic made all the sense in the world, but you would not have guessed that all no. year long. <laughs> I guarantee you, not um, a single person guessed that Ethereum Classic was going to be the next listed coin. I I I am uh, yeah, willing to make that guarantee. I, I yeah, I mean there, there was a there was a period of time where I thought I'd get added, but then I thought no, it's got to be Zcash, and then you know yeah so. because Zcash has been making a lot of inroads, it's been getting on a lot of exchanges, it's been getting a lot of support from the government and uh, too like um and I think I even posted it on a few of the groups that I'm a part of, but I wanted to know if anybody could name an application that actually uses Ethereum Classic, and I I, nobody answered. That's, yeah. I, I can't think of. A you know, I, I posted the same uh, thing on my on my Facebook group. I said, 
Does it is anybody yeah. using Ethereum Classic? Not a single person. At least, at least EOS has all these applications that say they're going to use. Yeah. I don't even actually exist or not, or if they're just exactly. you know, they're just covers of books. I mean, Coinbase. Um, someone was like, "Well, you know, don't knock Coinbase. They're they're really smart." And I was like, "They're kind of stupid." They had kind of stupid. Hundreds of billions of dollars in the bank. Hundreds of sorry, hundreds of millions of dollars in the bank, and they didn't have enough phone support or just support in general. And people were losing their shit. Um, they told people. They sent out emails to people saying they weren't going to honor the Bitcoin Cash fork. And then when it came out, people flipped their shit, and and then they said, "Okay, we're sorry. We'll do the we'll do the Bitcoin Cash for it." Yeah, you know, it's like they don't they don't like they don't understand the stupidity of the people that they come into contact that they're serving, and it's just like people they're irrational when it comes to money. They're not paying attention. They're not you know, and it's just like they just made mistake. And then they did the whole Bcash listing without being prepared and not doing their homework and research of their own people working for them. And they allowed the price manipulation and they're like, you know, and, and they're, and they're, you know, yeah. how, how many, yeah. So, many so that was in, that was in them? December. That was in December when they, uh, when they listed the Bitcoin cash in the U S there was a, it, the price of Bitcoin cash actually hit, I think $8,000 at one point. Yeah. And so they, like if you look at somebody like freeze, CZ, they had, they, if you look at somebody like CZ with Binance and then the people at Coinbase, and you compare the two, I wouldn't call Coinbase the smarter of the two. Just the moves they've made over the last year. Coin, I mean, you know, mm -hmm. Binance has been one step ahead of everybody. Those guys are really intelligent. You know, they're nipping problems in the bud immediately. We were talking earlier about Nano. The 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 Bitcoin, the Bitgrail hack happened because um, he didn't understand the nodes. And the same thing happened, and he let it go on for months. CZ caught it after like eight hours and fixed it in eight hours. And so like that's what I mean. Yeah, like, and the move I mean super proactive has really done a great job i mean uh, we were talking this about before going live but uh the only things in case you haven't been around for this entire year the only real issues that we've had with binance is uh, in february it went down for a few days and the and it took a little bit longer than uh than than they had announced it would to come yeah. back online and, yeah uh, it all, was, all these it accusations was, it was a, they were jumping out of woodwork this was a planned, a planned outage. They said, "Hey, we're going to go down for eight hours or four hours or something like that to do a service change, like you know, to fix our servers or something like that." And it ended up taking like eighteen hours instead. Cryptoland yeah. lost their shit. And then, yeah, then you get John McAfee coming out of the the lees, going, ah, "I've been hacked. I've seen this a million times." And like. <laughs> uh, yeah, you had people with me memes showing CG and McAfee like boxing and a ring and stuff like that. It was just like, wow, this is what happens if you if if one exchange goes down for like two hours in crypto. It's like everybody yeah. loses their mind. Uh, now keep in mind, this is at the peak of of morons in crypto, right around you know January, February, yeah. when like 
you know, yeah, it wasn't the best time. Everyone to do when wanted, out everyone wanted to know when everyone know why their verge was not worth as much <laughs> as it was last weekend. Newsflash, <laughs> shitcoin. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, don't go to that. So is, my, one... is my crypto a shitcoin or not website? Because especially <laughs> if you own Verge. <laughs> yeah if there's one thing we we, we we if there's one thing we really hope that you get from this podcast is to like really like think about some of the the questions that come up to be skeptical to do your own research and uh and and yeah like what i mean one thing i think that we try to do on this show is is ask questions and some of them are really hypothetical and the things to think about yeah one is where are you getting your news yeah and and think think like a chess player don't think like a checkers player think like a chess player because this is your money and if you think like a checkers player you're going to lose all your money you got to think five moves down the board wow and it's hard but this is what separates people who are financially wealthy from people who aren't yeah and you're playing chess against a human as well as a robot you know yeah. it's kind of you have to think of that and yeah, I always have to question people's motives and And you're playing chess against a human being that most likely has no humanity. Yeah, that's they don't the care about children. They don't care about feeding homeless people. They don't care about aging population. This is stuff that me and and JJ care about, and it's one of the reasons we're not billionaires, is because we have a conscience. And it's very easy to make a lot of money if you don't have a conscience. You know, if you're a sociopath yeah, I mean, and you don't, I don't have empathy, you can make a lot of money, but... There are a lot of ways to make money on the internet if you don't care about the environment, if you don't care about people, marginalized people, if you don't care about... Uh, yeah, there, it's it's true. That is true. Um, uh, yeah. So do you? So it is interesting at this point when 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 Bitcoin is is going to drop into the five thousand dollar range. I do think uh, we can we can leave on a positive note here. I do think when you meet people, um, and you know, I encourage people to get out, get away from their computers, go to meetups and stuff like that. That's where Michael and I met. Um, try to meet people, uh, find people who are interested in this stuff because it has the potential potential to make the world a better place yeah um i uh i well hold on I, hold on hold on crypto doesn't have the potential to make the world a better place it's a tool to allow people to make the world a better place like the yeah, internet okay, that, the internet is enough. a tool well, so but the, it can't make the world a better place like the people using it and i keep this is what i keep saying about like government and crypto and internet and all these things like these are just tools the people behind them are the ones that actually make a difference like so you have to participate you have to actively try to make it a better place yes i think about that i think to say is the the th the these uses for cryptocurrency that we're, we're seeing address Many of them address real-world problems, yeah. and we can actually see them make it make a difference in the future. Hopefully, yeah. And uh, uh, and you know, and and I I encourage you know if you're on Twitter, if you're on Instagram, I encourage you to follow people who 
are asking those questions too, rather than follow the people who are talking about price all the time, who are talking or who are talking about you know the greatest trade setups or you know which coin is going to go to the moon. You know, try to actually pay attention to the people who changes. Um, that's what that's what I try to do every every couple of weeks. Uh, I'll like pull up my phone. I mean, I love Twitter. I love getting news that way in little tiny blips. But I have to go through every couple of weeks and look at my at, at who I'm following, and I gotta go. Yeah, I don't need to follow that guy. He's not saying anything that that is of value to me. Yeah. So sometimes you just gotta filter. In this in this world where we get fed information in the form of a scrolling news feed. I mean, that's what everybody gets these days. You know, yeah. you wake up in the morning and you scroll through your feed. So you want to you want to make sure that your feed is giving you good stuff. Yeah. Or at least giving you it. honest stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and it's hard because some people don't have the time or the wherewithal or the intellect or just don't care about curating a good feed. You know, they just... They hit uh, they hit a button and they just do it. And so, you know, if you're you know, this same thing goes with like voting. Like if you're not sure, find somebody you really trust. Find somebody who you think is smarter than you and say, I would trust this person. I would trust this person with a thousand dollars of my money. I would trust this person, I would trust giving yeah, this person a thousand dollars and make a good decision. That's somebody you may want to follow on Twitter. You know, but really think about it. Like if I was standing right next to this guy, like JJ, <laughs> the person right now, we, we, we know each other kind of well, but it, we, we've gotten to a point now where I feel like I could hand him a thousand dollars and I would get it back a week later. So you got to start surrounding yourself with people like this, you know, and you got to look them like, you know, deep in the eye and be like, can I trust this person? Yes. No. So it's like it's hard, but it's really hard, and it's like you—it's not something. It's something you're innately born with, but people lose it because they stop because they stop using it. Like babies are very, very good at judging people immediately. You know, dogs are good. Oh, good at point. That. Yeah. Like you know, like yeah. but we 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 lose that as we get older because we stop. You know, we stop listening to that voice. So listen to that voice more. So get a get a dog. Trust your dog. Get a baby. <laughs> get a baby to make all your decisions for you. <laughs> yes, make all your financial decisions for you. Just have your your dog or cat just, just hold your baby up to the monitor. And have it point at yeah. stuff. Pick one. Because yeah. <laughs> we have that cat that used to make all the decisions for the hedge fund. I forget uh, that story. Oh my god! I think it was a. To prove that hedge fund managers really had no idea what they were doing, one of them just had a cat that, you know, would shit all over the newspaper. Oh my god! <laughs> all right, and with that, we're gonna sign off. But yes. thank you for tuning in this week. We'll see you in a couple of days. Yeah, talk to you there, guys. <laughs>